Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And welcome to Newsnight. In the next 60 minutes, controversial anti-gay bill currently before Parliament hit with another legal action with the latest, an injunction suit asking the Supreme Court to put on hold the consideration of the bill by Parliament. Bring you details shortly. And also, the two women who attacked and gruesomely killed a 90-year-old woman, Equia Dente, on suspicion of being a witch, convicted for 12 years. We have details of that manslaughter conviction. Also, Finance Ministry and the Attorney General commences a review of the contractual agreement between the IPPs and ECG to address the energy sector debt. As the IPPs review, they are yet to fully accept government terms of payment. So there's a three billion gap in terms of collection, and this collection includes areas not staying current because this collection includes people who owed previously. We'll get to focus on what is accounting for the significant power loss resulting in a huge revenue shortfall of up to three billion cities in revenue, plus how the company intends to turn the situation around. As of now, the company's fortunes are turning around. 
We are going to pay them exactly what we promised. Also tonight, coalition of individual bondholders groups set to embark on an indefinite picketing to demand outstanding principles and other agreements contained in an MOU with government. Details, as they say, government has so far not shown any commitment whatsoever to honoring this agreement. And in business, banks put cities depreciation against the dollar for the first half of this year at more than 8%, but shows signs of strong recovery from June last month. And in sports, former Black Stars coach Gusia Pia set to take over as new head coach of Asante Kotoko after crunch meeting with Asante Hene day after dissolution of the board and management of the club. We'll bring you details shortly. And as the battle for who becomes the NPP's presidential candidate intensifies, Alan Kujo Chairman Tingwo's party delegates with a juicy promise of salaries, plus how the country could have avoided going back to the IMF if its PSI ideas were taken seriously. We'll bring you details of that, plus the vetting that is currently ongoing at the NPP Accra office. And he never had any confrontation with his colleagues. 2021 Ketasko NSMQ finalist James Lutro described as calm to a fault as the school's NSMQ coordinator says they are devastated by his demise. It, it changed everyone's mood. Well, we, we, we were really, really shocked to the boom to have had this unimaginable unfortunate incident. We have details as tributes continue to pour in the latest from the former president, John Mahama, describing the incident as truly heartbreaking. That and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. You all to join us with your thoughts and comment is via WhatsApp 055 I am MFA Apau. Yeah, my name is Evan Spencer. Details after this. You ever buy credits where you get up to 20% of your money back before? <laughs> Make I tell you about Vodafone's a double promo. See, anytime you the recharge for a double, you get up to 20%. Whether it be short code or your Vodafone cash wallet, or you don't use credit transfer to your number or someone else. And now you be high tech, so you don't use my Vodafone app or any payment app. Car a However, you the do Vodafone go send you up to 20% cash back. Car a into your Vodafone cash account. We'll reload here. But then he enter. Top up your airtime with five Ghana CD or more in Vodafone's a double promo. And receive 20% of your money back straight into your Vodafone Cash Wallet. Recharge and cash out in the Vodafone Air Demo Promotion. Vodafone, further together. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two, and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. Our Sky Swimming Pool Gourmet Outdoor Restaurant and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. My name is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best. And when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Packaging Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Say your pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055-114-4400. Another quality product from Bell Aqua. And you're live here on News 90s on Joy 99.7 FM. 
Well, the controversial anti-gay uh, bill has been hit yet again by a legal challenge with the Ghanaian citizen, Dr. Amanda Odoi, asking the Supreme Court to injunct Parliament from going ahead to consider the bill until the matters before the courts are dealt with. There are currently two suits before Ghana's courts against the bill, one at the High Court, focusing on the lack of the attachment to the bill of a financial impact analysis, and another at the Apex Court, focusing on the Speaker's lack of determination to ensure that the bill did not impose a cost on the consolidated fund. I want to bring in our parliamentary correspondent, Kweku Asante, who joins us right now with a bit more. Kweku, uh, what are the details of this latest injunction? So this person called Madam um, Dr. Amanda Odoi is asking the Supreme Court to injunct Parliament from proceeding to consider this bill. He, he, he has a, a, a very lengthy, almost 84 pages in, in this application that he is make, she's making to the Supreme Court. She says that she's an academic researcher and a citizen of Ghana. The crux of the argument is that she's advised by counselors, she believes him to be true, that Article 108 prevents a bill to be introduced by a private member's bill from proceeding through the legislative process if it is determined to impose or have the effect of imposing a charge on the consolidated fund or other public funds of Ghana. And that, in other words, only government can introduce a bill that will require the use of public funds. Again, she deposes that she's advised by counsel and she believes so to be true, that being the person close to the power to manage and direct the affairs of parliament, and specifically as the person presiding in Parliament when a bill was first introduced to Parliament, has an express duty to determine in the first instance whether a bill introduced as a private member has the effect prohibited under Article 108. So the first contention and the first issue point she raises is that the Speaker of Parliament did not make a determination as to whether or not the bill has financial And again, that the, the sponsors of the bill, St. George, and other persons did not attach a financial impact analysis to this and that the Supreme Court should injunct Parliament from proceeding because she believes that these specific issues are a breach of the 1992 Constitution and proceeding to consider claim in Parliament will render the specific effects of the Constitution complete negative. Well, let's talk about the bill itself. Parliament was expected to take the second reading last week. What happened? So last week, the Speaker himself had directed the previous week that the bill must be taken either on Tuesday or Thursday. We know that on Tuesday, the Parliament, uh, Parliament had barely had numbers to continue sitting because of the abstain not by election. On Thursday, when we expected that that would happen, it didn't because the chairman and the ranking member were both out of the country. Kwame Anime and Patrick Bernard Ahiafo were all not in, in Ghana at the time. And so because they had to present the report of the committee, a debate will ensue before the second reading would have, would have, would have been uh, undertaken. That did not happen. This week as well, we expected that it would have happened. It is still on the other paper. In fact, indeed, I reached out to the chairman of the committee who says that he is now back in town. He's ready to take the report this week. And if the timing allows, but if the timing does not allow, he's willing to do so next week. I've also been trying to see whether or not parliament has been served. I've not gotten any confirmation about that. But there's optimism in Parliament that the Supreme Court will not injunct Parliament from going ahead to perform its responsibility. The argument being that this being a constitutional matter, if it, if it is passed and the, the Supreme Court finds out that certain constitutional provisions were breached, all it will do will be to set aside the law, just like it did in that recent case of Ezra Manan, the Attorney General and the Speaker of Parliament in the, in, in the, in the narcotic bill case. And so... Parliament says they're going to go ahead. They are confident that the Supreme Court will not indict them. Well, let's bring in uh, the chairman of the Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament, Mr. Kwame Yimedouinchi. Thank you so much for joining us here on Newsnight. So it appears that is your travel and that of your ranking member that's holding back the second reading of um, this particular bill. Is that the case? Did we lose Honorable um, Kwame Nyimedwenchi? We'll check again if we have um, Kwame Nyimedwenchi uh, joining us, uh, the chairman of the Constitutional Legal Affairs um, Committee of Parliament. Do what we have him? Clear, that, mm -hmm. What is clear, though, is that this particular bill is not going to... In fact, there was a time we spoke to Nyimedwenchi on the show earlier this uh, year where he was confident that this year 
they will get past it. Exactly. Now, since that conversation, we've seen several, uh, you know, challenges now that the bill is having to deal with. And I mean, the proponents of it, the court cases that are in court right now, with the latest one being the one we've just been the talking about. that we are seeing. But let's um, try again and uh, let's bring him back here on this matter, amongst others, uh, these legal challenges and then also the setbacks with the, the reading or the second reading of this particular bill. Um, if you can hear me, Mr. Yimedwinchi, I was asking earlier about the fact that it's the, your travels, that you and then your ranking member were told that when we were supposed to take the second reading, you were actually out of the country. Is that what is holding this whole bill back? No. <laughs> Good evening to your cherished uh, listeners. On Friday, when the majority speaker was responding to a question, I was in the house. We had traveled to the um, Belgium for a meeting for a couple of days. Uh, in total, it was ACPU meeting. But I came earlier because my flight was different. And uh, I came on Thursday. And the honorable member, my ranking member, Friday. So on Friday morning, I was in the house. But the question that was posed was that uh, the speaker had said that the second reading will be taking place. So why was it not slated to be read? And the head, the majority leader said that, well, the, we are the leaders of the committee. The chairman and the ranking member both have traveled for a meeting. So obviously that week, because we were in a meeting, equally important assignments outside the country, this week we would um, do the second reading. And it's been listed. So we are awaiting the directive of leadership. It, it, appear, it appears it's always listed, but um, it, it doesn't get to be read, at least. So we're seeing that it's listed today, last week listed as well. When exactly are we hoping that the second reading will be done? It's difficult for me to tell. The, today, and if your correspondent was observant, uh, ranking member and myself were in the meeting throughout. It was around uh, 3 to 4 p.m. that we went out of the house for another meeting when parliament closed from the plenary that we had to go into another meeting so we are ready when leaders uh, but today because of the swearing in of a new member i'm sure a lot of people were in the jubilation mode and uh, uh we 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 couldn't have this is a very serious debate as you know all Ghanaians are awaiting the respond to the second reading of the LGBTQ bill. So uh, I think that probably leadership were looking for uh, members of, of the, the House to be well represented and that it did good. Okay, but um, the three legal actions so far, with the latest being an injunction suit, does it throw this whole process out of gear in any way? Well, it's only a hearsay. I have not cited any of the writs. I am in Parliament, and uh, the race would happen in the court, and uh, I cannot speak to that, especially uh, because you prompt me that it's something that I, I have my own uh, mind on this, but because it's before the court, I will be reluctant to speak upon that. And your own mind, would it be that um, this injunction would definitely be granted by the court? That's what you wouldn't know because it's in court. Okay. Otherwise, I'll be preempting what is before the court. Okay, but should we be worried that it would affect it in any way? It's another way of putting the question. <laughs> okay. It's a very nice way of putting the question. Well, I... I, I it's, it's Parliament has been served or if there's an injunction or if there's a we will only seek uh, the directive of uh, a speaker who himself is also a senior lawyer and we'll find out from him what the directive is. Once they give us a green light, Ghanaians will hear about the committee. We've completed our work. We laid a report uh, um, some months ago and 
we are ready to take the second reading and then we'll do the consideration and then the whole balloons will be over. Okay. We are grateful. Uh, we'll keep on monitoring that and that's Kwame Anyume Duenchi is the My chairman pleasure. of the Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament. Now I'm referring to a story that sparked national outrage three years ago. Today the Tamale High Court has convicted two women, Hajia Serena Mohammed and Latifa Bumaye for manslaughter of Equadente at Kafaba in the Savannah region. They were both sentenced to 12 years imprisonment for attacking and gruesomely killing Equa Dante on suspicion of being a witch. Mm-hmm. And a feeble old woman died the day after that attack. And if you remember, it sparked national outrage, many calling uh, for swift prosecution. Well, after three years of prosecution, the convicts, through their lawyer, Abbas Klimba Mankwa, changed their not guilty plea to guilty, hence the manslaughter conviction. Before we bring you details of the court judgment today. Uh, just listen to a short clip of a court dentist case captured in our hotline documentary Finding the Witch Hunters. That was the story of Ikia Dente, a 90-year-old woman who was tortured till she died. She was threatened and then whipped to extract a confession from her. Then after the first confession, she was tortured until she died subsequently. It should not happen again. Hope that the quick response of the police will lead to the rapid administration of justice. For us as prosecutors, we will leave no stone unturned to prosecute this case to the end. Well, a tragic case indeed. It's come to a conclusion. The court has pronounced its judgment. I want to bring in uh, some of the campaigners. One of the campaigners indeed uh, followed this all through. Uh, Lamnatu Adam, executive director of Sotaba, a Tamale-based NGO, a part of a coalition that campaigned uh, for swift justice to be delivered. It has been delivered today and I want to bring her in uh, right now. Uh, is it your view that this should put this matter to rest happy with what the court decided today? Yes, hello and, and, and uh, good evening to our listeners. Yes, I think finally justice has been served. Um, although we, it was something that we much awaited for, um, we are excited that at long last, witchcraft accusation have been the light of the day and the perpetrators have also been sentenced. And but substantively, how much of a difference will this make? Because I know you've experienced this in the part of the country, something that you campaign against uh, pretty much all your adult life since you became active in this area. You think this conviction will make a difference? Will serve as a deterrent at all? I think that we we cannot lose sight that this can can bring some change. One of the challenges we have always posed was the fact that we're not getting the, the perpetrators convicted. And so if people know that when they do this, uh, this is going to happen to them, I'm sure that they will rethink. So um, we cannot say that uh, we're 100% sure that this might not happen again. But at least this is a motivation for us. Um, at least we're motivated to keep fighting that. Although justice may be denied, uh, may, may be delayed, but then it will not be denied. And I think it was proven today. It's taken us three years, but we've seen, we've seen the light. Finally, though, um, for the culture that encouraged this and that still does this, beyond this case, what should... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Happen fundamentally to ensure that this is not repeated. I think that we need a whole conversation about what progressive norms we must push and which traditional uh, uh, beliefs are deteriorating our democracy. And so for me, I think that uh, traditional authority, our communities, need to take up serious action towards the protection of women and other uh, underserved populations. And so we still need to continue the discussion on how to safeguard the protection of women and children and also people who are aged and people with disabilities in our, in our communities. Community leadership need to take the protection of these groups as a priority, especially our traditional authorities. And for me, I think that is quite a worrying trend, especially if you look at the recent Uh, killing of two at Zapalsi, where the woman was lynched at the forefront of the palace. And it's quite worrying. And I can say that, yes, communities need to do better than we are doing. Traditional authority, and for that matter, our chiefs need to take the, the protection of women, children, and other vulnerable groups as a key priority you know, in the, within their jurisdictions. And all other community members, be the youth or, or men and women, it should be a collective responsibility. So beyond this conviction, uh, conviction, I think that we still need to do, you know, further engagement with communities about how to further deal with cases of witchcraft accusation. Mm. It's not stopping. Uh, maybe not now, but but there's, there's there's an opportunity, especially as there's that discussion around criminalizing witchcraft accusation, which is ongoing now, led by the anti-witchcraft coalition. Mm. Uh, thank you very much, Lamnatu Adam, is executive director of Action Tabai Tamale based NGO. Now let's stay a while longer in the courts. This time in Accra, and founder of defunct Capital Bank William Atwisian has once again been giving another lifeline to redeem his payment to the state by a commercial division of an Accra High Court. Mr. Atwisian was expected to pay to the state an amount of 20 million by the end of April, but as of July 4, he had only been able to pay 8 million out of the 20 million in court on Tuesday. Day, his lawyers pleaded with a court for Mr. Asian's passport to be released to him to enable him travel outside the country to raise the money. But his request was turned down by the court. Well, let's bring in a Richard Kujo Nyako. He was in court for us today and uh, we'll talk about what transpired first, um, Richard. So, um, Asian was in court as well as um, the lawyer and then the state attorneys were also there and then the lawyers for Atwisian first started pleading for more time in order for him to raise the amount of money they owe to the state and then subsequently they went on with uh, pleading for his passport to be released to him because according to him he needs to travel uh, outside to his business associates in order to be able to get the money to liquidate uh, the asset well and it looks like that was turned down Yes, obviously, mm. it was turned down. Okay, but what has the state been saying specifically on the inability of Mr. Asian to pay the first tranche of the money? Well, so the state basically says that uh, they are running out of time. And so by the end of this month, should Mr. Atwisian refuse or fail to pay the money, they have no other option than to, for the, to pray on the court to convict him. In fact, left to us at the ministry, we wanted to move our application. As you, know, as you know, the judge in his wisdom, before we even come out, he said we're going to move the motion. Said he was minded to grant him an extension, but I was not sure as to when 
the gentleman needed so that we could have the entire amount. Now it's been given another lease of life as up to the end of July. Let's go. Per the orders that the judge made today, we are very certain that on the next agenda date, if he doesn't pay up, the judge will have to drop the hammer. So we come to the end of this matter. At the last agenda date, the issue of concern was whether the entire 60 million was out for payment. But at least from what we get from today, the judge is looking at he finishing the first tranche of 20 million. Does that change your position on the matter? You see, the judge in the last order that he made today said if the 12 million is paid, then he may be minded to consider the outstanding sum. So meaning, even if the 12 million is paid, the judge may still say that looking at the law, he may want to go ahead to convict, sort of to sentence him into prison. But we, we are bound by whatever the judge says. And when we come back on the 27th, it's our expectation that we go by the orders of the court as made today so that we can know the way forward. The accused, I'm not calling my accuser, he's a convict. <laughs> if we're a convict, you're not supposed to be traveling. You're supposed to be being in custody. We're giving suspension dispensation and then you're at home coming to court. So if you give me the passport and you go and you don't come back, Ghanaians can blame me. They can even blame the court. People having standing trial have not been convicted. They don't have access to their passports. What, how much less or more about people who have been convicted and then they are, they are waiting their sentence. So I think we, we will oppose it, even if they, 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 they start making such an, an effort. Yes, as an AG made a point that we are in the process of introducing a bill in parliament to amend portions of our criminal procedure. And one of them has to do with the adoption of criminal proceedings. Now, when it comes to Section 35, it's also an act of parliament, Section 35 of the Course Act. If you look at it now, we don't see any problem with it, but it's about compliance. Now, if you read the section so well, even the judge does not have any discretion in the matter, but maybe based on the inherent jurisdiction of the court, the court may want to extend it. But if you look at the law now, I think it sits well with us. Everybody will have to comply with the law, Section 35. Say too that it's still available to accused persons, but I think that if an accused person has decided to take advantage of that section, you must be also ready to go by the terms that you, you undertake to undergo. But the whole thing is if you agree that you're going to pay an amount by X date and refuse to pay and we have to be chasing you up and down, I don't think it's something that we may want to encourage. So having this experience, this particular case, in subsequent proceedings, we may also want to change our strategy. But on the 27th, if nothing is paid, or if the amount as ordered by the court is not paid, then that may be the last point that we may want to part company. That's the Deputy Attorney General, Alfred Chiaheboa. Well, you're still live here on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Well, tonight, the coalition of individual bondholders are hitting the streets with an indefinite protest starting July 6th. And we can now speak to Senor Hossi, who is convener of the Individual Bondholders Forum, one of the groups that have joined forces uh, for this uh, protest. Uh, Senor, uh, hello, hello, Mr. Hossi. Hello, Ivan. Good evening. Great to have you. Why this protest? Evans, there's only so much a human being can take. We have been very, very reasonable, very, very cooperative with government in this entire exercise. We have spent our resources, committed our mental capacity, our coordinating capacity to galvanize support for a resolution. We partook in this technical committee engagement. We've walked through this process since March. Promise upon promise, promise upon promise. We came to a head, firmed up a few things, signed an MOU on the way forward. Implementation that was supposed to take place from June. The core part of it is still not done and no communication to it. We don't want to believe that our government is a, our government, is a government that just responds to, 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 to agitations this way. But I think government has to be fair to the people. People are really suffering. People are really struggling. People have lost their jobs. They have to depend on their savings. They want to give meaning to their own lives, to give meaning to the lives of their parents, their children, their school fees, their health, what, what have you. And then you make promises, and yes, so no commitment. Even communication is a problem. It is very disheartening and very disappointing. Let, let me clarify. And so is this a fight over the coupons or the principals or both? 
It's about a way forward. As we speak, principals are standing from 20th February. As we speak, the MOU that was signed by the Honorable Minister of State for Finance on behalf of the Ministry of Finance and on behalf of the government, which was supposed to have been implemented last month, has not been implemented whatsoever. The agreement was for us to convert all principals that mature from the 1st of June going forward into treasury bills. And we broke this down into 91 day, 182 day, and 364 day treasury bills to give government a lot more flexibility and latitude to deal with this liquidity crisis. We've agreed. You are supposed to develop an essence memoranda for us to now officially put before individual people to exercise the option to partake or not. Up to now, nothing. No word. But, but I recall the Minister of State actually appended his signature to that document. Look, yes. And look, I have to be honest, I have to give credit to Honorable Amin. It's a very, very reasonable, cooperative. We've had good engagement, so I just don't know what's happening. Why suddenly everything just freezes and gets on ice? It's okay to freeze on ice, but not when people's lives are at stake. You don't do that. You don't do that. This is a mandate of the people. You sought to, you sought to protect the mandate of the people. Hold taxes as we keep you in the largesse you live in. I think the government must rethink its post-time attitude to individual bondholders. It is not right. It is not fair. It is actually not reasonable. The picketing starting on the 6th of July. For how long? We are pursuing the resolution of these grievances. We've sat at the table to negotiate and agree a way forward. Just implement it. Implement what you signed and be honorable about it. So till that is done, the picketing is not stopping. We have over 300,000 members whose life and interest is at stake. We make consensus over, over collective investment schemes. We make consensus about due dates and commitments to pay. The president made promises, went to parliament, made representations. The word of the president cannot be posed in reality by party in speak. That is dishonorable. And I don't think that's what the president wants to do. So whoever is listening, please, Mr. President, please call your team to order. Let's get the right thing done. People every day wake up in pain. People struggle to take care of their needs. Their children are being moved from school to school. Are being brought home because they can't really fend for them. They can't pay their fees. People are struggling with their health, not of just themselves, their parents and their grannies. In Ghana, it's today that people really talk properly about pension. But what really is your pension? Your pension is largely the, the, the prosperity of your children. You invest in your children, they come back and take care of you. If your children can't get the money to take care of you, you all starve. We can't be doing this and be insensitive. So specific. I think we've never struggled before. Mm. On the I, I mean, you know, it's, it's very, very painful that people keep sitting there with so much confusion, uncertainty. How are we proceeding? If as you are aware, the struggles that we've gone through to keep people calm, for us to keep working with government, to progress in the engagement that we've had. And we've had progressive engagement. Engagement that gives government a win and individuals and their citizens and the country also a win. Hmm. Be honorable. Implement it. So on Thursday, implement it. On, on on Thursday, where does this begin, and what's what form will this picketing take? We are picketing, and this picketing is serious picketing. We have too many people. We are going to be engaging the police tomorrow to work out the modalities. We have a meeting at 10 a.m. tomorrow with the, with the commander of the of, of of the region to resolve the modalities. And then we can confirm if we'll be able to have access and permission to really start on the set. Yeah. If there's a variation to that, we'll tell everybody. But we need to bring the lives at stake to the fore for the ministry to realize what they are tempering with, what they are toying with. These are real lives. People are not statistics. The numbers you see at the CSD are numbers, but what they represent are lives. They are not just numbers. When I come to you and I tell you that we represent A, B, and C, I'm not talking about statistics. I'm talking about lives. People wake up every morning and struggle to survive. We cannot continue this way. It is dishonorable, and that is not the call 
to duty for a public servant. So please, let's do that with fair. That is just, that is right. And I urge the ministry to avert this unnecessary agitation. Okay. Senor Hossi, thank you very much. And Senor Hossi is a convener of the uh, Individual Bondholders Forum. Well, and also speaking of picketing, members of the National Food Suppliers Association, uh, they've been picketing the National Food Buffer Stock Company, demanding payment of over 270 million Ghana cities, owed them from food supply to senior high schools across the country from 2021 to 2023. The members who travelled from all regions say they will not leave the premises until their monies are paid to them. Kweku Amedume is the spokesperson for the association. The government is owing us uh, money for the supplies we've done since 2021 till date. Running into, into millions of cities, uh, 270 million. We've done everything possible to get our monies uh, paid to us, uh, which has not yielded any positive results. Uh, you know, we had intentions of picketing here uh, on the 13th of uh, last month. There were some interventions uh, which uh, we, we saw that it was necessary for us to call off the, the picketing with the hope that they were going to get us paid before today. Unfortunately, after those interventions were made, that stopped us from picketing here. We have not heard anything from the government. Nobody has called us to tell us where and how our money is going to get paid. It's a serious issue that we are putting before government because most of our members rely on loan to do their supply. Most of these people depend on some few some little credibility to do business. That credibility is dwindling. They can no longer continue with the supply because some have even used their properties as collateral to secure the money. That collateral is in the verge of being taken over by the creditors. And we've done everything possible. We're not picketing only for today. We are going to be here till, tom till tomorrow, till tomorrow next, if our money is not paid. We want to be here, we want to live here. We have membership coming from all the region. We have membership from Brangahafo, we have membership okay. from Kumasi. We have membership in every region. We undertake supply of food stuff. We want our money to be paid. We've, we've, we've exhausted all the, the reasonable means of collecting our money. We have written to the office of the president. We have written to the minister of education. We have written and held meeting in this house. Nothing has come out, out of the, those meetings. No effort is, is seen to be made for money to be paid to our membership. And it's now time for business, and George Raffi is here with the very latest after business. We'll take you to the, uh, this is your headquarters when it comes to politics, your election headquarters uh, very soon, uh, where we'll talk to you about what has been happening within the ranks of the MPP with the vetting, but also the campaigning by many of the aspirants. And I will tell you about what is happening with the IPPs and mm -hmm. whether or not there was an agreement. Very fascinating revelations uh, yesterday on PMX. George, what do you have in the headlines for business? Well, even coming up, banks put cities depreciation against the dollar for first half of this year at more than 8%, but shows signs of strong recovery from June last month and Ghana's mid-year review and 2024 budget statement to be influenced by the country's program with the IMF. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Business a bit news to say. So the projections from the first quarter show a higher total gross profit for the fiscal year. If it's me, I can say improve. Nana, who's not land you? He did a port ID. If it's me, I say. Here are your items. Thank you for coming. If it's me, I can say improve. Yes, two for ten city. Me and no ten city. Two for ten city. However you do business, wherever you do business, MTN Business has a solution for you. Join us on 14th July at the Kumasi Mall and 28th July at the Rollins Park in Accra Central to learn how to do more and stay ahead of the park. Visit mtn.com.gh slash business or call or WhatsApp 0244-308111 for inquiries. It's time to scale up this July with MTN. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. 
Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627092. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Flamingo Paint has superior properties than any other paint brand on the market? Listen, when you take one bucket of Flamingo Paint, it's equal to several buckets of any paint brand on the market. So, Flamingo has superior hiding properties, superior coverage, it means it covers, and superior durability. Flamingo Paint, superior hiding. Flamingo Paint, superior coverage. Flamingo Paint, superior durability. Flamingo Paint, simply superior. No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank. And now, you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana. And now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank Maximum Guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank. A year strong. A year tough. I'm a you welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, the Ghana city ended the first half of this year depreciating by more than 8% against the US dollar. Now, this is based on data picked up from some of the major commercial banks that play in the Forex market. There is more in this report. Data from these commercial banks, however, showed that for the month of June, the Ghana city picked up strongly. According to these banks, the local currency appreciated by more than 1% against the US dollar. The pickup can be linked to improved dollar support coming from the Bank of Ghana, as well as signs of recovery due to Ghana securing a program with the IMF. There are also projections that the country's foreign exchange reserves are expected to pick up strongly in the coming month. This is due to the expected $300 million support from the World Bank possibly in September this year, as well as another $600 million from the IMF possibly in November this year. This development has given some comfort to the market, especially for those that have been rushing to demand dollars because of their past concerns about the outlook of the economy. A little over 8% depreciation for the city against the dollar it's, however, far better than the almost 17% recorded against the dollar in the first half of last year. The sharp depreciation of the local currency for the last year was linked to uncertainty about the outlook of the economy, as well as whether Ghana will secure an IMF program and the associated shocks of the domestic debt exchange program on the economy. Well, that is the business tax report. Well, 11 Ghana cities, 75 pesos is the average rate that some of the major commercial banks are using when it comes to transactions denominated in dollars. However, the Forex Bureau say you will need 12 Ghana cities to get a dollar for today. 
Economist Professor Peter Corti has indicated that government should move fast to deal with the concerns of the independent power producers. These private firms were forced to put their plans on hold to shut down after an interim deal was reached with them last week. However, there are concerns that the issue could come up again. Professor Peter Corti says that these developments are not good for business confidence. IPPs, of course, uh, in the program, they said we're not going to uh, accumulate payables in the IMF program. I think there should be conscious effort to stick to that proposal. And the IPPs uh, should be paid as and when the uh, you know, payments arise uh, so that we can continue to have the power uh, on. I think that statement that they are going to cut power is not good for business, it's not good for economy. It's, it's not, I think those kinds of statements should not be made. Uh, government should engage them and make sure they pay up uh, accruals or whatever they owe them so that we don't make such statement. It affects business confidence. It affects investment, investor confidence. Professor Peter Corte is an economist. Now, programs and policy measures that will be captured in the media budget review in the 2024 budget will be influenced heavily by the IMF. This is what Joy Business has picked up from persons with knowledge of government's commitment under the IMF program. There is more in this report. The country in the past had the free will to introduce programs to try and stabilize the economy when it comes to the preparation of its budget. But after signing up to the IMF program, it appears things might change, at least for the next three years. Joy Business is learning that most of the policy measures that government will be rolling out should be in line with a program that Ghana signed with the IMF earlier this year. This should mean that when it comes to the deficit, fresh set of programs should be introduced by government to try and bring it under control. There are also other programs that the country has agreed to undertake over the next three years. Well, those set of fiscal reforms should be captured in the 2024 budget, which will be presented in November, so that it will be able to secure its approval in Parliament by November this year. The 2024 budget should, for instance, have the blessings of the IMF before it is presented to Parliament. The Finance Minister, Ken Oforiata, is expected to present the media review of the estimates by the end of this month. Joy Business understands that the presentation will also be approved by the IMF. However, we are not sure for now whether there will be a drastic review of the 2023 budget when the Finance Minister, Ken Oforiata, goes to Parliament to review the estimates captured in the budget. We are also not sure for now whether the Finance Minister could look forward to a supplementary budget. And that is the business tax report. Now, a senior manager at accounting firm Deloitte Gilbert Yurinchiado is back in calls for government to use the media review to deal with concerns of too many taxes complained or put forward by businesses. Now, some business associations are pushing for the finance minister, Ken Oforiata, to use the media review of estimates to scrap some of the taxes introduced by government. Mr. Ado maintains that there is a need for government to accommodate these concerns coming from businesses. It's very important that you give a fair consideration to the challenges that they are facing because cost of doing business, I mean, is clearly up the roof and when these things are happening, it also tends to affect other tax handles. So government will need to strike a balance in ensuring that, look, we set out these policies in order to meet the IMF conditionality, being able to make headway what can we also do to ensure that we meet the industry players halfway in order for them to have some respite in doing business in Ghana? There's been that call for government to scrap of the COVID-19 levy. And I think that is something uh, that is in order. Senior manager at accounting firm Deloitte Gilbert here in Chiado. Now, automobile marketing firm Ranamotos has launched an all-new Kia Carens for the Ghanaian market. The Kia Carens, which is a seven-seater vehicle, is purposely designed to afford families the opportunity to experience comfortability and relaxation when embarking on an adventure. Speaking to Joy Business of the launch of the vehicle, Chief Operating Officer at Kia, Kasim Durant, stated that the new vehicle is cost-efficient. It is, some, it is an, a vehicle that it is full of style, 
full of convenience, full of good storage uh, and and uh, storage convenience storage inside. It has all the technological stuff that uh, and consumer needs from having a screen, connecting his phone, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. Uh, it's having all and price-wise it is well positioned, cost-wise it is well positioned because we want to also be able to give uh, the opportunity to families who wants an entry uh, uh, level family car where they can have uh, a very safe, very convenient car, but it's at the same time very well priced. And that is the Chief Operating Officer at Automobile Marketing Firm, that is Ranamoto's Kasem Odemat. Let's uh, turn our attention to the stock market. And if you are holder of Benz or your palm plantation shares, today he lost 11 pesos. And each share that he hold is worth 14 Ghana cities. To City General, it's now worth 61 pesos after losing 2 pesos. That's all uh, for business on Newsnight. Back to you, Evans. Ms. Bao is here with sports now. Hello, Ms. Bao. Evans, and uh, big welcome to... Anyway, let's get to mention now because there's a report coming through there relative to the former Black Stars coach, Kosia Pia. What we understand is that Mencia, uh, following the dissolution of the border management of Kumasiya Santikotoko, have now moved to appoint a new head coach for the club with the former Black Stars coach, uh, Kosia Pia, in poor position to become the new manager for the club. My colleague Steven Zando of Insure FM has been following uh, the story and has the details. Former Black Stars head coach James Kosiapia may be picking a new role at Asante Kotoko heading into the 2023-24 football season. His reported links to the Porcupine Warriors heightened when the former Kotoko player was spotted at Manchia Palace earlier on Tuesday. According to our checks, James Kosiapia was invited to the Palace over the possibility of picking a new role at the club. The reports further indicated that Apia was given a proposed long-term project which will see him work for the Reds for a number of years and is convinced about the project. However, it is unclear whether Coach Kusi Apia has been approached to Coach Kotoko or be given a managerial role instead. Though Kusi Apia's name has been mentioned, Kotoko fans should not be surprised to hear that former coach Dr. Prosegunate has been approached to stage a stunning comeback to the Pokemon Warriors with Manchia Palace exploring its options to get a new management and head coach. of uh, Stephen Zando of our sister station in Shure FM over there. And uh, just a little update before I go even. So the Ghana Football Association uh, have now unveiled a three-year strategic plan to uh, you know, develop the women's game in the country. It was launched earlier today. And the hope is that various facets of the women's game will be developed to bring it to the level of possibly even the men's game and the standard that is across the world. Over there. That's it for sports events uh, brought to you by Pepsodent Herbal and Chaco and uh, Pepsodent Every Smile Matters. And you are on your election headquarters. The campaigning is now intense and it's coming thick and fast after the vetting. But today, uh, Alan Chamanting, former trade minister, has been campaigning and he has been distancing himself from the economic management team of which he was a member until he resigned, saying Ghana's current IMF deal could have been avoided if his ideas on the president's special initiative introduced under the uh, former president Kufo administration had been accepted. I was one of the senior ministers in Kufo's administration. I had excellent ideas and if Ghanaians had listened to me, we wouldn't have gone to the IMF. Well, my, Carlos, uh, my uh, colleague Carlos Coloni was with him on this tour and joins us in the studio with more on this. Well, he was on the tour. I wonder how people reacted to him, Carlos. Yes, so the reaction was really not felt on the ground because um, uh, he was actually making a statement about his um, capabilities and the experiences he's had in a party and in government. So it was more like um, a passing comment 
you know, so the reaction was really not felt on the ground. What about delegates? He had a message for them about salaries. Sure, sure. He was like, there's a need to um, boost the morale of party delegates. And so um, he's asking that if they give him the nod and he becomes the flag bearer of the party, he's going to actually have a salary structure for them and also pay uh, their um, end of service benefit or pension. He will institute something like that to make sure that they benefit from the service that they deliver to the party. He has a plan, and he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. So we'll give him the, the benefit of the doubt and then see if indeed it will be possible. Do you doubt it, it, it can be possible? No, obviously not. I'm not doubting him. He's capable of doing it. He has been a minister for six years. He's, he's, he's capable of doing so. It's not a bad idea, but for him to do it... So which question I have? <laughs> is uh, a, a reaction there from the delegates uh, speaking uh, at that uh, you know on the ground there when uh, Alan mm-hmm. Chamanting went to campaign and promised them that their salaries will be paid and also mm-hmm. the IS Gracia etc and he insists that it's his 10 actually because of what he did uh, for President um, Kufado back then so it's definitely his 10 if uh, they have to you know vote another presidential candidate but the vetting is still underway and other hopefuls are taking their 10 Samuel Limbura has been following that for us he's also in the studio with us Samuel what did we miss today? So today we had the uh, former energy minister, Mr. Boache Jaco, coming before the committee. He spent well over one hour, 40 minutes with the committee. After he was done, he couldn't speak to the media. He told me uh, when I made that attempt to engage him that it is uh, part of uh, the standard practice of the party that Aspera should not speak to uh, delegates uh, or the, the media after the vetting. So he, he drove away. The second person was the uh, former general secretary of the party, Kobine uh, Japon. He is optimistic of sailing through to the next stage, but he had an advice for the national executives. He wants an even-handed election process in the selection of a leader. The, t- the situation tomorrow, we're expecting more to be vetted? We are expecting three more aspirants. Um, we are expecting the former Agric Minister, mm. Dr. Fria Koto. Mm. We also expect the former Railway Development Minister and MP for Escado Keta constituency, Joe Gatti, and Dr. Konedu Apreko okay. to face the committee tomorrow. Thank you very much. Samuel Limbura there following that situation for us. Uh, to the sad story of James Lutrot, and he's been described as calm to a fault and never had a confrontation with his colleagues. And that is how this 2021 Kitasco NSMQ finalist has been described. And we know that uh, the social media and community in Kita has been responding to his loss. It's been described as devastating uh, by the school. The man who prepared him and two others for the 2021 NSMQ competition uh, has been acknowledging that when we spoke to him. Listen to Isaac Bafour Boate. We received uh, sad news with a heavy heart. And everybody was disappointed because we lit expected it. And unfortunately, it really was so sad that it, it changed everyone's mood. Because we, we, we were really, really shocked to the boom to have had all this unimaginable unfortunate incident. And we, for a moment, found it difficult to believe. So I had to call the father to consent. And it's unfortunate that the father too said it was true. I've been there trying to battle with what could have actually caused the death. Because I never expected that. This young guy could hardly hit a fly when he was here. And he never picked quarrel with anybody. He was not interested in uh, any other activity apart from his books and fun. That's all. He was easy going. He was able to accomplish assigned tasks in good time. No, as I had said earlier, uh, he was, he never behaved unruly towards any teacher or even had confrontation with his colleagues that I even saw. 
That's rather a sad situation there. That's the coordinator, um, NSMQ coordinator of Kid Tasco, Isaac Bafo Boating, talking about James Lutrot. And the there. National Science Mask Quiz has been remembering James mm-hmm. Lutrot. He was a brilliant chap. We've played some of the clips of him answering some of the toughest questions, mm-hmm. questions that MFR would not dare attempt. But this young man did did bravely. And actually, from what we've heard, he was actually on his way to one of the Ivy League schools mm-hmm. in the U.S. when you know this this, this tragedy was announced in a way. May his soul continue to find eternal rest. And that's how we wrap up today's edition of Newsnight. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. I am MFR Paul. And my name is Evans Mensa. And sometimes, even the tears too. Let's go where we feel safe enough to share our opinions. And send sweets. Where we do that embarrassing little dance to our favorite song. Let's go home where the love, the care, and the joy live. There's no place like home. Connect your home to super fast internet with affordable data bundles from MTN Home. Visit broadband.mtn.com.gh or your MyMTN app to sign up today. MTN.